Are you ready to say goodbye to fear, frustration, and overwhelm when it comes to growing and scaling your business? Well, you're in the right place, my friend. Welcome to Beyond Common Business Secrets Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Watsarino. As a five-time number one international best-selling author and speaker who has been coaching and mentoring business owners and their teams for over 20 years, I created this podcast to be the weekly support group that you needed to get through the toughest days in business. On this podcast, we dive deep into the systems, strategies, truths, and secrets of what it really takes to grow a Beyond Common business. We often dive into things that no one else is talking about, those things under the surface, that when they are in alignment for you or out of alignment, we don't want that. When we get them in alignment, everything in your business and life gets easier and more profitable. So buckle up and enjoy the ride, my friend, because business is not for the faint of heart. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back to Beyond Common Business Secrets. I am so excited that we have the most amazing guest for you today. Mandy Tucker is a business team and operations coach. She helps small businesses scale using big strategies that you might usually find only in corporate. She supports coaches and service providers as they grow their business with new or growing teams, utilizing leadership and optimization so your business offering and service becomes super powered with people, process, metrics, procedures, and team culture. Mandy, I'm so excited that you're here and you are doing all the things. Yeah. You know, so often we find that people that are solo entrepreneurs or smaller business, they they tend to not think of themselves as like a real business. Yeah. And I love that you're helping with all the optimization and strategies. Can you tell us more about that? Yeah, thank you, Tracy. And it's great to be here. And I think you're right, right? You hit on the sort of the the nail on the head there. Lots of small business owners, because they kind of jump into their business ideas and they want to get going as soon as possible, right? And they want to get it up and running. They want to have their first sale. Sometimes they get to a point where it all becomes so all-encompassing that they forget, well, they haven't done the strategic thinking. They haven't done the vision setting. And they get to a point where they're doing all the things And they start to think, well, maybe they need some support, just like we do in corporate. We have our teams, we have our people so we can support each other through the journey. So I think, yeah, a lot of the time that kind of gets left behind. But we need to bring that to the forefront to help all these great business owners that are launching their businesses. You're so right, because. That's where I think, especially the more creative businesses, they get stuck in the weeds. We used to do this exercise that was, um, even if you had to put your name on every slot to use, like, it was almost like, you know, a kindergarten project in a way, but we would do it with pictures and really look at it, like put your name on all the different things. Mm -hmm. And over time, it's like you kind of, the more you start to see, you know, I really shine in this area of my business. So I'll keep yeah. this longer. But yeah. the things you don't like, start yeah. getting those away, finding yeah. the person that has a superpower. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, that's partly that's my framework that I use, Tracy, very much so is identifying where, you know, where you're skilled, where you're expert at, um, and then really 
acknowledging to yourself that your business will move faster when you operate in that space and allow others to come in and operate in their own zone of genius, right? Because I think as business owners, we we take valor and pride in the fact that we do so much. We know we learn so much as business owners. You might start off as a coach or making candles, whatever it is. By the end of the six months or the first year of business, you know how to set up a funnel, set up the tech, do all the things, but that's not necessarily bringing in the most revenue and moving your business faster at pace. I love that you said that. I think I just posted something the other day on social media that talked about um, business ownership being the best self-development training ever because you don't even know what you don't know yet. You're going to learn it tomorrow though. Oh, <laughs> definitely right. And I think before you even get to doing all the, the 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 tactical things, the mindset change, the mindset um learnings that comes with business is so important. And that ties into the team piece as well, because there are definite mindset shifts that come with becoming a leader, becoming a CEO, putting yourself in that seat and being able to set the direction and vision for other people, right? And I think we forget that big stretch of mindset leap that needs to happen to help us you know really move forward as we become the leaders of our business and not just the, the founders and solopreneurs. Mandy, I'm so grateful that you brought up the mindset piece. So I have a bunch of questions about this because I wondered if this because my experience has been not in corporate too much, like a little dabble in corporate. I have, I've been hired to speak at big events and and that type of thing. And early in my salon industry career, I was part of corporate structure for like beauty brands, but you know, like I was the stage team. I wasn't in the office. So I saw a little bit of what happens in corporations, but that has never been my area. And I've often wondered if when you talk about mindset, does this happen in corporate too, that we're somebody that's really great and a key member moves into a leadership position and, and they have that sort of mindset identity crisis. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think identity crisis comes with every big shift, right. That we need to make, whether you're moving to middle manager to executive team, there's a shift, right. There's imposter syndrome. There's how do people judge me? How do I judge myself? Can I make this leap? So much brain fog happens from that, just you know, from those kind of leaps. And then when you're trying to take that corporate mindset and straitjacket sometimes and move that into a more creative business ownership, that's a completely different leap of its own, right? And I think that's where I've struggled. I've I've been a corporate leader for, for you know for many many years now um, in technology and shaking off that kind of facade of leadership in a corporate space to translate it into a more creative space can be really difficult. And I find even with some of my clients, that's what they find difficult. How do they show up on socials? How can they be something that is less, less corporate, less fussy now they're in their business ownership piece? And so it's, you know, it's a minefield of stuff that you can come across. So tell tell us your story. Did you start out in corporate and like how long ago did you leave or, or tell, yeah, tell I mean like, I, we like to I, know the behind the scenes stuff too oh and I appreciate that I, I really do yeah I started I started I've been in corporate in technology for 25 plus years right I've done all different roles hands-on tech into leadership into directorship and then 
pretty much I, you know, I started coaching maybe about four years ago, got qualified, and I really was answering a yearning within me. In my corporate space, I'd always coach people. I'd always help them and develop them and want to know where they wanted to go within corporate, right? So that just evolution into coaching was natural for me. And then just prior to COVID, I really wanted to start my own business. And it was all about career coaching, helping others, because that's what I'd been doing, you know, um, to to move their careers forward, to step into more leadership roles, predominantly women, predominantly women of colour, right, helping them do that. Um, So I did that for a couple of years alongside my nine to five. I'm still in corporate. I still have, um, you know, a senior role, but my business is very important to me and I work very hard on it out of hours, as it were. Um, And I transitioned from the career coaching into the business space because I saw that gap, that gap, as we talked about at the top, where so many businesses are not embracing the operational side of their businesses and they are missing a trip. They really are. Right. And once you like embrace that and have, you know, an expert like yourself come in and really share the operations piece, I always tell the creative um, business owners that I work with that that's when the magic happens. Like when you're freed up from doing all the the have tos and you move to, I get to do this. It changes everything. It changes everything. And it changes the way you see your business. It's no longer a chore. It's no longer really hard. You still are able to create space for yourself to, to do other things, spend time with your family and still love your business at the same time. And that's part of the framework I have within my group coaching program, Protein 360, where we work through what is your ideal business? How does that serve you as a person? What's the vision? What's the capacity you have? And then we move on to how to recreate the right org structure to support you and your business. So, you know, I think it's really important that we really drive home the fact that you may have your great ideas, you may be, you might have a very successful business, but once you put process, team structure, measuring the right things in place, you will see that business really, you know, really fly and and just see it, just see it and it will feel different to you as well as a business owner. So Mandy, do you have any like secret strategies or secret tips for somebody just getting started? Like you're talking about the metrics and process. So like when you're starting and you don't have a huge budget and you're like, what should I focus on? Yeah. You have some secrets behind that. Yeah. And I think that's where people start. And it's like, well, I know I need help, right? Because this is getting really difficult because I'm doing too many things. Where do I start? And for me, it's always about two things. One, how much work do you want to do in your own business? What do you like doing? Where is your zone of genius? We need to define that. So I call that designing your designing your life, right? Let's design your life and business and how they coexist. And once we understand that and we move on to your, your tipping points in your business, you're going to have so much capacity, right, that you can absorb, especially as a coach. Um, so we need to understand the capacity. So then we are, can work out, right, well, we can bring in X person for so many hours. And I suppose one of the tips that I would give is make sure that any work that you are getting done early stages in your business is always feeding your bottom line, right? Is driving revenue. It's really important, especially if you're on a small budget. We don't want to be bringing people into the business who are doing all the fluffy stuff or stuff that can wait 
right? So it's really drilling down into what is going to drive revenue right now, what's going to bring more clients and, and customers to your door, and then that will enable you to be able to go on and hire, you know, over time into more um, less strategic um, roles. But being really focused, really targeted, if you are low on budget, there are plenty of consultants, project-based support you can get a few hours a week. Let's not always jump to, I need one or two, three permanent members of staff. Because as you're starting out, that is not the way to go, I, I believe. Is there any specific like key um, area, like you said about revenue generation, is there any other thing that like you feel like people have to have when they're starting out in business? Yeah, I think you've really got to focus on your onboarding, right? How are you actually bringing customers into you? Does it feel easy for your customer and streamline? And it doesn't have to be difficult, right? So from a process perspective, that's making sure that you've got a couple of tools that are feeding your onboarding, that it's automated. We need to get away from the manual emails, the manual conversations and ways of working because one, it takes up your time and two, it just does, it feels really stilted from a customer experience perspective. So focusing on your onboarding, how you serve your clients at the, at the front end is really important. Um, and then being really close to your numbers, I think is really important as well, right? And not outsourcing the finances. That's always one thing I really try and veer away from. Let's keep really close to the numbers because then when you are making different changes within your business, you know what's working, what isn't, and how that is affecting your, your revenue generation and profit. Yeah. Like, you know why, like there are times yeah. that things will, you know, cause you're investing in one area. Um, I think that's so important because, you know, sometimes people are afraid of the numbers and, and I just always look at it. Like, this is like your scorecard. Like if, if you know, we have, um, my, my son's so into the NBA all-stars right now. Mm -hmm. So any sports anywhere, they have a scoreboard. So in business, this is our scoreboard. Like, yeah. Get excited, yeah. celebrate your numbers. Exactly. And I think I think if you're not a numbers person, and I am not a numbers person, it is all about keeping it really simple, really simple. What's coming in? What's going out? What's above the line in terms of profit? You know, what costs are um, one-off costs versus recurring costs in your business? But, you know, a really clear spreadsheet that pulls in those three, four, five data points is going to help you at least get started. And when I say don't outsource it, it doesn't mean you can't bring in a good accountant or somebody who is good at numbers, whether that's a friend or, or you know, another business, business associate to help you with that. But you have to at least make a start, have a view of it. Yes, you do. Yes. And I, I have to say when I start, like, I wouldn't consider myself a numbers person. That is definitely a learned behavior over the years, like just finding things to celebrate um, I love to have experts that I hire in that area, but I never take my eyes off it. Like that's, yes. it's kind of, for me, it's kind of like you can never, um, you can never some hire someone else to do your pushups for you. Yeah. You can really never hire someone else to care as much about your financials yes. in business as you do. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think once you have clear line of sight as to how that's working, what's working, what isn't, that really feeds really well into the conversations you do, you have with your team. So if you've got a more established team, especially, let's, you need to be helping them to really see the big vision, the big picture. This is where we're going. These are our financial targets. 
these are the activities that we're going to do on a daily, quarterly basis to drive that bottom line. So they have the vision and they can see where you're going. So it just helps you tell a story, which is, is great for your people. So Mandy, you had mentioned that you had a coaching program. Yes. So can you tell us more about who are the types of clients that you work with in that program? Yeah. So I, I, I mean, I, I, um, Ideally, I work with coach, coaches and service providers. Um, obviously, being a coach, it helps me to really understand the struggles and the challenges. Usually, it is um, coaches who have a defined program or offer. Um, they have a lead generation strategy around that, so they know how they're bringing in leads. Um, and they usually have started to make money, right? They've got to maybe a few thousand a month. They're starting to really gain traction, but they're also starting to feel the pain of that traction in terms of they can't keep up. They're working late hours, you know, they don't understand what's working from what isn't because they're not measuring anything. So, you know, I think it becomes really acute with some business owners that, oh boy, this is now really hard and I don't know what to do next. And that's when I would come in and really help them work through the, the pieces around, yes, this is how I want the business to run, but this is what your structure needs to look like. And I usually do it over a six-month time frame. So we'll work on the operational plan for the next six months as part of that program. Um, and then we will work through the hiring. If, if you need to hire, right, how does that hiring look like? What does the interview process look like? Helping you really do all of that, you know, uh, tactical work to get the people through the door and then lastly at the end of the program we look at your metrics so what are the three KPIs um, and processes that you need to document to help you keep your eye on the on the right things in your business I love all the things that you're saying recently we had a shift in it inside of our business we have multiple mini business I guess you could call it because they're like different income streams based on and we had been working really hard on one area and probably neglecting another, if I'm being honest. And then out of the, out of the blue, we were like, we really need to focus more on the podcast. Yeah. And so it's so funny because I hit this ceiling that I'm like, I'm so excited that the podcast is growing, but I was struggling with, um, keeping up with the work of all, yeah. all the things. Cause we hadn't had enough, um, team members stay on that. were following the procedures and the workflows mm -hmm. to put things together. So we took a step back and like restructured. And I have to tell you this because I, this just happened this week. So you're the mm -hmm. first, um, the, the first, you know, new podcast that we're recording since this happened, we have moved into being in the top 5% of podcasts ever in history. So wow. workflows are working. It's been about adding the process and systems. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah, top 5% of podcasts in the history of all podcasts this wow. week. Celebrate. Wow. Congratulations. And here you are. And here, you are. And here I, I am. I, 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 I owe it so much to taking that step back. Yeah. The systems and process because we had to break things out into mini businesses because each way that we produce revenue is different. And it's so different. our workflows were not working. Exactly. Yeah. And you can't have one workflow for your whole business, yeah. right? You have to break it down. And then you break it down again by process 
And then what are the steps of that process? And again, you know, I really want you would like your listeners to really understand that none of this needs to be hard or complex. A process document is literally just a number of steps that needs to be followed within a certain frequency and by a certain person. And you're just writing that out. And what it does is help you all to stay aligned to that process so that it happens again and again and again. And there's no confusion. Um, because that, that's what happens, right? I recently had someone reach out to me on, on socials saying that her team, they nobody knew what they were doing. Everyone was duplicating efforts. How on earth do we get some structure around that? And a lot of that is around process ownership and documenting what you're doing. That's funny. I learned many years ago that if I did something more than twice, I need to write it down. <laughs> then... I am not the person that needs to be doing the, the following that because I will re I, I reinvent it all the time. Yes. So we have to have measures in place, right? That we're consistently all doing the same thing, but we can't have someone like me that reinvents the wheel all the time. This yes. is a bad position for you. Yeah, that's right. Exactly that. And I think that when you are very, you know, as a small business owner, if you are just getting started, I think it's really important. It helps you to understand the process, right? To be that, that that early stage of business trains you to understand how the different elements work so that when you do hand it off to someone else, you're not completely blind to what's happening behind the, the magic curtain, right? I think it's really important to understand the mechanics of it, but you don't have to do the doing. You can hand that off to someone else who understands the process and will probably do it better than you anyway. You, you're so right, Mandy. That that's that's the exciting part when you move to that to that space, right? That you most of the time are handing it off to somebody that is doing going to do it way better than you, yeah. even though the fear oftentimes is that control. Right. Yeah. Like we're talking about mindset. Mindset. Yeah. You, you know, once you really make it clear to everyone, then everyone thrives. And I love that. Yeah, I completely agree. It, it comes back to the ego, right? It comes back to the trust of others. And that needs working through in itself to allow you to be able to hand things off. But I think, you know, it's about creating um, an ecosystem that focuses on the right things with the right people. So like you say, so they all can thrive. And then, you know, something else I talk quite a bit about is culture, right? And how you create um, an environment where everybody likes to be and can work cohesively. I think that's really important as well. That's probably a, bit, a very long topic to get yeah, into. We are going to have to invite, invite you back for that conversation because that is um, definitely an area that a lot of people are struggling with. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, can you see it now? Like even in the UK, like, I mean, I know it's happening very, very in, rampantly in the US where people are quietly quitting. Are you guys having that? Oh, yes. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think in the UK, um, in the big corporates, we're definitely seeing that. But I think a lot of that is about people trying to get into their own to business ownership and to really to, to create a different lifestyle for themselves. So yes, there is quiet quitting. But I think even if you're a small business, even if you're a team of five, there is an element where you can create a culture that works for you. It may not be the same, you know, all the bells and whistles of a corporate, but being able to understand your vision and values as a company feeds into the type of culture that you will ultimately have for your business. 
That that's so true. In my first book, Beyond Common, The 12 Essentials to Success in Life in the Workplace, that was the number one thing that I had talked about because I really learned that when I thought I was, you know, being nice and being a good, you know, just like that kind of nice leader. Yeah. I was mm, there's a lot of bleeps in that. I was messing <laughs> it up for everyone, right? Yeah. It wasn't until that I, until I realized that, you know, people don't need, they don't need you to be agreeable. They need you to set the culture, right? That's right. Because when you don't set it, other people set it. And then I remember an experience where I woke up and I'm like, this, this, this is my worst nightmare. My business had literally turned into my worst nightmare. I was crying. Yeah. And I couldn't tell anyone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that was all the steps back to how this whole journey has started. So yeah. And it's hard it to pull back that. from that, right? It's really hard to pull people back from, honestly, it doesn't even have to be a toxic culture, just a culture where people are not able to speak up, where they, you know, people are doing things or saying things that just don't align with what you're trying to build. So you have to be intentional about how you want to set that, um, no matter how small or big your, your company is. Yeah. There's this, um, I don't know if it's a fable or if it is a a statement, but I I say it to myself often now. When people show you who they are, you need to listen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you set the culture and, you know, everyone's excited. They're saying, yeah, I'm into it. Mm -hmm. And then like, you know, oftentimes we get stuck in just the busy doing So it's really important um, to take those moments, right? And really just observe. Yes. Yeah. And I think that starts with even before the hiring process, right? Knowing the current organization and culture that you have, who's going to align to that? Who do you want to bring in? And then you hire based on those data points and that intel. So, you know, anyone you bring in should be the right fit, right? If you've done your due diligence, and really understood who is, is is the best person for your organization. Well, I love that so much. So Mandy, thank you so much for being here. How can our listeners get in touch with you? Yeah, thank you, Tracy. So over on socials on Instagram, I'm um, at Startup Culture Code um, and also www.startupculturecode. And as I say, Protein360 is my group coaching program. If you go over to Instagram, it's got all the details there. And I'd love to have a chat with um, your listeners if that's of interest to them. And I have my own podcast as well, if I can just mention. Um, Great Teams Take Time over on Apple and Spotify, um, where we talk all things team, all things culture, process, all of those good things. So thank you. Thank you so much, Mandy. We are so excited that you were here to share all this with us. And I will make sure all those links are in the show notes. Have the most beyond common day and we'll see you on the next one. Congratulations on making the smart decision to tune in to Beyond Common Business Secrets podcast. We are dedicated to empowering female business owners just like you to thrive and achieve beyond common results. We've provided valuable insights practical strategies, and inspiring stories to help you grow and scale your business to new heights. Now it's time for you to take inspired action. Don't just passively listen, implement what you've learned and unleash your full potential. Whether it's optimizing your marketing, honing your leadership skills, expanding your network, 
or reaching out to join one of our strategic business growth programs. Join our thriving community of ambitious, supportive women entrepreneurs by visiting and joining our Beyond Common Business Secrets Facebook group to gain access to exclusive resources, connect with like-minded individuals, and unlock endless opportunities for your growth. Or feel free to go to our website, tracywattserino.com. Remember, beyond common growth is within your reach. Together, we move into truly thriving. Keep striving, keep growing, and keep conquering. Stay beyond amazing, and I'll see you on the next one.